You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. It is Phoenix 92.5 FM. What's your, the Wrestling Rewind. I forgot what show we were. The Wrestling <laughs> Rewind, show 75. My name is Dara Connor, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Martin Herty. How are things, Martin? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Dara, I'm not great. I just found out that it's your birthday next week and I haven't been invited. I know, I, I'm a horrible human being. Don't worry, next year it'll be normal, hopefully. So we'll get I know, to parties again. I know you did uh, explain that it's an, an intimate evening with it you is. and your girlfriend. It but is. as your podcast partner, I believe I'd be perfectly placed to like call the action from the corner, <laughs> you know, from the corner of the hotel room. You know, <laughs> he's got her in a love lock. Uh, <laughs> So I just, you know, I'm 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 processing that right now. I'm a professional, so I will continue to talk about you know what we're here to talk about. But just right. bear in mind that in the back of it all, You're I hurting. I bloody hate you. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're watching too much WCW, man, because that's what would happen in WCW. <laughs> I was watching it today, right? And like uh, again, I'm watching a lot of this stuff. Again. 20 years removed from watching for the first time, right? And you forget how mad the commentary actually is. Like, it's just, they go off on mad tangents about nothing, and it's brilliant. Mad, but 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 some of it's actually like Someone's some great, of it's yeah. hilarious. Like, Bobby yeah, the Brain is. Heenan is like, so he is a man who swings for the fences, and, and he gives maybe, my, and he like, gives maybe, maybe three times out of five he misses but my god the two times out of five that he hits are sensational like that floria i i you know i i really like mike tenay as a as a commentator obviously because i was a big uh, still i'm a big impact fan so i have a lot of respect for him but i enjoy the bullying he gets now <laughs> it's like proper bullying where he's like trying to call the action he's like would you shut up saying stuff it's <laughs> Brilliant! Well, oh, I, tell you, I, love it. I love it. Like I, I know we'll get into slambery in a we while, will. but we before will. we get there, man. So, so just talking about commentators, Heenan was doing his Heenan, and he was ah, as usual shtick, and it's a bit cheesy, and it's a bit blah blah. And then they had the three-way tag match, and <laughs> they're all jumping in each other, breaking up the saves. Someone trying to pin someone, break up the save. Someone trying to pin someone, break up the save. And all you could hear was Heenan going, "Oh my God, there's more saves here than the Red Cross," and I just. <laughs> Spat out my drink. I just oh, like, that's brilliant! This is this is why you put up with his ten terrible jokes because his one awesome joke is Lance. amazing. 
properly lands. But yeah, guys, so we're going to cover our, our news uh, waterfront first, and then we're going to get into Slamboree 1999. Um, so yeah, uh, Again, thanks for everyone who's joining us. Last week's show is from The Vault. Basically on the weeks that we can't do a show, I have a eight-year-old vault of shows so that I've found. So I'm going to be able to go back and throw them on. So if that happens, you know, that's what it is. But I do try to find some good ones. Last week's one was a show about the streak during 2000, um, from 2011. So the streak was still intact. And it was actually kind of crazy to go back and listen to that and go, wow. Wrestling was a totally different thing back in 2011. So if you haven't checked that out, guys, do. Uh, obviously, next week may or may not have a show. It, will, it might be an archive show, but we'll, we'll you know, keep it locked. Either way, on Phoenix Family getting a show, and obviously on the True Penny channel as well, and here on Earth No Media. So, Martin, let's get into uh, the biggest talking points of the week. So, look, we're not going to spend too long, and we're going to blow through it, because we do want to get Slamboree, and Slamboree is a pretty thick show. Um, did you see Dark Side of the Ring yet? I'm going to say something before I say I have seen Dark Side of the Ring, uh, but I just want to assure all the Phoenix MF FM listeners out there that if you are listening to a, a previous show or a vault show next week, just rest assured that Dara is having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in two minds about it. It, it was... It was clearly terrible. Yeah, yeah, it I was. I thought it was, it was lacking context. It the, was. So, so hold on. So the the two shows that were on recently the, that made the news was the plane ride from hell and the canyon yeah. one. I haven't seen the canyon one yet. I haven't seen canyon. No. What plane ride from you're hell? Talking plane from hell. Okay, I just wanted to to clear it up for for, for folks who maybe yeah. aren't sure. Sorry. The behavior me. was unacceptable. Yeah. It was unquestionably wrong nobody's nobody's even suggesting that uh and nobody's making excuses for the behavior either mm. but what i what i think was missing was the context of what wwe expected from its wrestlers at the time who were on ridiculous schedules who had no time to heal who were on mm. a just to stay mobile were on a plethora of of different so many again, drugs were being done at that time drugs and again none of that excuses it no none of that no. makes it okay but, dude, but, but it, oh. i just feel that the the context was missing so from the program so here's why i bring it up um going in raw or wrestle juice was the channel um and Steve from WrestleJuice did a show where he actually reviews what the Observer said at the time. And it's very interesting what they cover compared to what they cover now because it is in context. And obviously what happened is horrific. Like, yeah. you know, they have the stewardess there and it's like, oh my God, like, you know, Flair. Flair look, I, I lose a lot of respect for Flair as I get older. And the stuff comes out, you're like, whoa, this is bad. But when you're when you're listening to what they said, at the time you can obviously get that like they're hurt they're working hurt they're doing crazy yeah. schedules they're not do they're not getting time to heal and they're doing drugs like openly to either yeah. keep moving or and also they're drunk like off their face as well but here's the thing as well vince wasn't there to come in and, and say anything well he was there but he didn't actually say anything which is hey, weird bloody 
first class. Exactly. And it was weird that that wasn't a thing that was done because you think there would be that kind of control. And I don't know, I Dark Side of the Ring is a good show as far as like it's a good show to watch. But my, my thing on this is like I know people want accountability. Accountability is yeah. important. But accountability 20 years after the fact without context is a dangerous tool to wield. And, what, and the reason why I say, the reason yeah. why, the reason why I say it is like, okay, Ric Flair, yeah, listen, he has come out and already apologized for that. But you knew this stuff was going on, and he should be held accountable. Every, a lot every, the WWE made a bloody cartoon about it. Yeah, like this is, and when you're watching WCW, that is his character. Like it's Ric Flair, you know. That's, it's it, he's in this bloody thing where he. Who is it? He kisses Asia. Yeah. He grabs literally, Asia. Literally, Slambery 1999, the build up yep. to it is him doing this kind of stuff. And then you realize it's like not a say, character, it's him. Like we say, none of this makes it okay. No, absolutely. But, but the fact the, the fact that people things. are shocked by it is sorry, sorry, man. The fact that people are shocked by it is crazy. Now, here's the thing Tommy Dreamer being sacked. Bullshit. That was that was kind of and look, what he said. If I was in that position, I would have been like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. You know it doesn't matter. Anything. It doesn't matter what Tommy Dreamer said. Because Tommy Dreamer didn't do anything. He do anything. He held an opinion. Yeah. And whether you whether you like his opinion or not, and I didn't. Either did I. Like I say, I'm yep. a left wing liberal, completely like uh, opposed to all that stuff. Yep. But he held an opinion. He didn't do anything. He didn't do. He anything. held an opinion. Yeah. And I do not like the idea of people like suffering real life consequences for holding an opinion. He had an opinion for something that happened twenty years ago. In reality, yeah, well, he wasn't even there. Like it was just kind of like okay, you know, compared to Ric Flair, who actually did the thing, he did the bloody thing, and he he's got away with it basically. It's like, and I, the two, sorry, the, man, go for it. Two things I'd say about Ric Flair is like, so here, like, and again. And I, I just feel like I have to preface Everton so it doesn't sound like I'm uh, agreeing with them or saying what he did was okay. It, it categorically was not. Mm. But when you look at the context, what in in Ric Flair's mind, what he was doing was this thing he always did for the boys, where he goes exactly. down, he yeah. waves his dick around, it's hilarious, and blah yeah. blah blah. Right yeah. now, from the perspective of the air stewardess. Here is a huge, strong man who's waving his dick and walk. That's bound to be terrifying. You yep. know? Yep. So, like, I just think you need to look from two perspectives. Wrestling but the other, is... Sorry, go on. The, the other thing I will say is that what a bloody kayfabe killer that Ric Flair wasn't in first class. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. Uh, yeah, that's a what fair the point. hell? Why is Ric Flair down with the boys? <laughs> weird thing, weird thing. Uh, weird, uh, I Terry Reynolds is in first class with like Vince and Jr. I thought that was weird. Uh, I thought that was very strange. I'm like, Terry Reynolds, really? Was she that well gone? I also didn't appreciate that they um they were really shitty about uh about Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. And like, like they really dwelled on him. And yeah. all he did was like, he got drunk and he started singing a song to his ex-wife on the, and yeah. then he spat in the, in the, you know, the thing where they keep the safety. He didn't grope he, anyone. He didn't yeah. swing his dick around. He just, he was just a sad, drunk divorcee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, like, you know, 
what I don't understand is how this ho- and again like this will never happen today you know obviously none of this will happen today this was a completely different time and again it's like it's none you're not making excuses for it it's just wrestling is weird wrestlers are bizarre and wrestlers from 20 years ago you know you watch wrestling for 20 years ago and you're like holy hell that would never happen now for loads of yeah. reasons you watch wrestling for 40 years ago and you're like holy hell a lot of these people are dead <laughs> yeah. you know and you're like the reason why is because of the abuse that they did to their body and you know dark side of the ring i think is an important show to to exist but i do think it's, it's doing fantastic but it's doing so much damage and there's just, no kind of there's no it's, no balance to it that's the what, problem what what bothers me about it is that it is made by people who clearly love wrestling and i love yeah. that yeah me too but i think they should know better than to uh, present something without presenting it in the context of the time. And yeah, again, I think that's I important. We yeah. can't keep having to say this, so it doesn't sound like we're agreeing with that. None of it was okay. No. But you cannot present a story without presenting it in the context of the time. Yeah. Like, remember, like, wrestlers don't live in the world. Well, they probably do now, but wrestlers back then did not live in the real world. Yeah. You know, like, to, to them, it was all, a, and even the way they talk about it, it's all a work. You're like, yeah. what's re- what's real and what's not? And it's just like it's such a weird mindset to be in, to even and, think about it. You know, where Ric Flair was just doing what he does backstage, and you're like, okay, but you're not there. And you were told it, to live the gimmick. And you're told you to, live the gimmick, yeah. to live the gimmick. And you're just like, oh, what? So it's it, and all these individuals are being held to account for what they did 20 years ago, but yeah. the company isn't. No, and here's the, the company thing: isn't being held to account for the culture it created, for That's the it. demands, the demands it That's put upon exactly independent it. contractors. Yeah, like, like, and again, I, and I just keep yep. reiterating this because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying it was okay, but there, are, there are so many other avenues of this than just Ric Flair waved his dick around, like WWE in the eighties and nineties put a. Re- Ridiculous, an, an unbelievable amount of pressure on its wrestlers, a completely unfair travel schedule. They were made to work hurt all the time and they all resorted, like all, to a man, they all resorted to drink and drugs just to control the pain. But Martin, here's another thing as well. For the longest time, I didn't actually know Vince was on the plane. I thought he was yeah. in the office or something. I'm like, oh, that's why it was so mad. He was there. Now, here's the thing. I, that should be, that's your accountability as well. If you're like, don't get me wrong. Ric Flair, he's, he's a piece of you know what. Really is in lots of ways from what he's done and that kind of stuff. And just in general. You have to respect him but as a wrestler, but as a person, probably a bad dude, right? Yeah. Same with Hogan. But I Hogan mean, is, I had my issues yeah. way, with him way before this. With the yeah, way exactly. he treated uh, Mick Foley and Bret Hart. Yeah, but not even that as well. But also, what he said to a bunch of uh, black referees and stuff like that as well. He's I didn't even hear that. What did he say to a bunch of black referees? Uh, the word that you know you don't want to say to people. That's oh he, he, he's on record calling them. Yeah, allegedly, apparently. Um, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he you know some racial comments which are not very good. Um, obviously in. That, Jesus. Yeah, so it, there are a history of this kind of stuff from Flair, allegedly. But I just... Uh, the accountability here, 
if they're going to go for individuals. And again, Tommy Dreamer's like, I, I feel sorry for Tommy. Like, what he said was stupid. He shouldn't have just kept his mouth shut. Yeah. But the fact that he got let go from like any well, AEW moments and, and impact the, is just. I think the know. point he was trying to make was fair. The yeah. point he was trying to make was that is you are judging people today on things that happened twenty years ago with no context. Yeah. I think that's the point he was trying to make. But, but he got instead cut, of making that point, he said, "Oh, bet you, bet you, woke liberals get offended by my ponytail." You know, like just if he had a just stupid phrase that, like, I was, I was going to see, I was going to say, if he had a phrase that more articulately, but art, articulately isn't the problem. If he had a phrase that, not like a any other way. Yeah, there's there's so many ways to say it. If he had, and a, it's not that. If he had a phrase that in wingdings, it would have made more sense. I just don't know what he was thinking. I'm like, that, that's, you, you got up from the interview and go, that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like but, that. Yeah. But the, <laughs> point is, the point is that as ridiculous and stupid as that was, yeah. he didn't wave his dick at anyone. No. Why in the name of God is he being held to account? What should happen is someone else look, waved their dick. And look, if you are going to hold accountability f- for that, you should be like, look, WWE created that culture. WWE, the head of WWE, Vince McMahon, was there, didn't do anything. A couple of people got fired. Kirk, uh, Kirk Hennick got fired. Uh, Goldust got fired. Yeah. Scott Brock Hall got fired. Didn't get fired. Exactly. Brock didn't get fired. And Brock did yeah. also expose himself to Terry Reynolds. And he almost but fucking it, smashed. Sorry, he almost bloody. Yeah, apologies. Oh, broke the plane. <laughs> broke the plane. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there were these things that happened, and I'm like, right, if we're going to do accountability, let's do it properly rather than just yeah. Arbitrary. Don't pick out the headlines. Exactly. The, herb- the the arbitrariness of it is, it's dangerous because it hurts everybody. But again, like Dark Side of the Ring, well, it's a good show. But again, guys, what we try to do on this show is give you context. That's what we do on the show. And look. Martin's a lefty. I'm a libertarian. That's where we are. Yep. And, Dave's a right-wing you know. lunatic, but he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> he's an absolute that. Trumpian <laughs> maniac. Ah, no, Dave's a libertarian too. He's just a little <laughs> bit more right than I am. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, full the full gambit. The autism full spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> right here. But look, as I said, Dark Side of the Ring is a good show. I'm going to watch Canyon's one because you know I was a big fan of Canyon. Uh, yeah. Randomly, I just like Canyon. I think he's cool. But uh, I haven't seen the show, and I know I'm probably going to be upset because it just. Watching I was the show, same. I just yeah. Uh, he was one of this those show, WCW this guys who. The show upsets who, for me. For no reason, I just liked him. Just liked him. Yeah, it's like, like the oh, fact that I just liked him. The fact that you just liked him makes me think maybe he was like really charismatic and cool and should have yeah. been used better and. Didn't deserve to have his back broken by being thrown off a three-story cage. No, he did not. Yeah, and again, like, poor Canyon, but I'm now I'm going to watch that Dark Side of the Ring. And, like, every Dark Side of the Ring, I feel worse coming out of it than I did going into it. I was like... Well, yeah. I mean, some of them were... I mean, the, the Owen one was sad, but you came out of it with a with a profound sense that... Everybody loved Owen. And then this week we had the wonderful news that AEW has signed yes. a deal with the Owen Hart Foundation. And, and, let, and let, let's move into our our, uh, our AEW section before we hit Bye. the break. Let's go. So there we go. We're pros. 
So yeah, what a you, you, me- <laughs> you mentioned it, Martin. AEW have signed up with the the Hart family, the Hart Foundation, the King of Hearts. So there you go. And not only is are they working together, doing merchandise, all kind of stuff. He's going to be in the game. Stop saying it, because the 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 existence of this game alone has me <laughs> just jittering. I can't, <laughs> you can't wait. I I loved, and I I do not mean loved like you love a cheese sandwich or you right. love a twister. Right. I loved, like I love my girlfriend, uh, No Mercy 2000 on the N64. And this game is being made by the same people yep, who made Aki. No Mercy. Yep. And now you're telling me that it has Owen Hart in it and you're yep. looking at me like I'm not supposed to ejaculate? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Well, look, look. That's the thing. It's a cool bit of news. It's uh, it's great, obviously, for the Hart family. It's cool, Martha Hart supporting it. It's like proper legit, and it's it's completely unexpected as well. I don't think anyone expected this to happen. Yep. Here's the thing, though, as well. Uh, you know, Owen Hart's huge fan is Kevin Owens. Let's talk to Kevin Owens. Wow. Going to be in AW very soon. Uh, like January, we're talking about. Wow. So, what happened about that? Yeah, that's what I thought who, about. Who do you see winning the inaugural Owen Hart Memorial Cup? Oh, I don't know. It depends. Like, have they said what the weight class is yet? Or is it... Do they know? It's pro wrestling, man. There's no weight class. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be like an X Division where they have anybody? Or is it going to be no, like no, main event just scene? A, or just anybody? Owen Hart Memorial Cup. Interesting. Could be Daniel Bryan. I think it'll be Jungle Boy. Ooh, could, actually... The final could be Daniel Bryan and Jungle Boy. Because it's a, it's a prestigious title without being the belt. Yeah. And it's something you could put on someone who's on the up and up like well before you actually put the belt on them. Interesting. So did they say it's going to do it every year or just this year? I think it's going to be every... I mean, it's the... So as far as I know, it's called the Owen. But you wouldn't right. do that unless it was going to be... I mean, why wouldn't you do it every year? It could be like their King of the Ring. Well, then if they do it, then yeah, your your pick makes way more sense than mine, and it is an up-and-comer King of the Ring kind of thing, and it'll make way more sense to do it that way, actually. Then, Well, if it was a once-off thing, I think it'll probably go to one of their bigger guys, but no, that's cool, man. I Look, as I said, I love tournaments. Tournaments are great. WDB have decided that they don't want to do tournaments and don't want to do anything that's fun, so they don't. Uh, <laughs> but on the plus side, they did keep... Survivor Series. Yeah, I don't. I don't know one person that likes Survivor Series. Can I just say that? Listen, guys, if you like Survivor Series, like the actual match, narrativemedia@gmail.com. Yeah. I want to know who likes it. If you're, if you're the who type of person it? who loves five, ten man tags in a row, I please let it. us know so we can send someone round to exterminate you. The only person, sorry, the only time Survivor Series was good. Two times are relevant. Relevant. Let's use the word relevant. Deadly games, which was a tournament. I swear to God, if you say Montreal, I'm going to get in my car and no, drive no. and smack you in the head. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the uh, the invasion. Yes, 2001. And At least it made the, some sort of sense. The uh, the NXT one that happened yeah. years ago. Yeah, that made sense too. When it looked but, like NXT was actually going to be something to for be a while. Yeah, um, have we have we discussed what NXT has become? 
I think it's I think it's a little bit too early right now. Yeah. Um but look it started off the first inaugural show I, started off at a wedding and you know you're in for a bad thing when wrestling weddings start I, happening. I want to weep. Really? I I remember NXT when it was God, do you remember the takeovers? Yeah. Sami Zayn, Asuka. Uh, remember, remember Joe and Balor in England? Uh, like, do you remember when NXT was something yeah. to look forward to? And now it's now it's Splatoon graphs. It look the the graphics are terrible, but what's worse is what you're watching the show and you're like, this is just low rent raw. Raw yeah. as bad as it is, you know. Yeah, the whole point of NXT was that it was different from sports entertainment. It was the wrestling thing, and and now it's just another sports entertainment that know? nobody watches. Yeah, you know, like and they changed bloody Rick Steiner's son's name, but they keep calling him the dog-faced gremlin. But they're not allowed to refer to that he's Rick Steiner's son. Why? I don't know, but they keep. It makes no sense. This oh, is stop art. calling them the dog face gremlin. Pick a lane. <laughs> exactly. Pick a side and stay there. Oh, it makes no sense. Look, I don't know, man. I I just like watching old wrestling because I can enjoy it. And I know what's coming and I know it's going to be a good time. And I'm glad we do the show because here's the thing. This is why we don't cover modern wrestling that much. That isn't AEW. AEW, that Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega match, even though people were upset that it was that it was a draw. It was still probably the best wrestling match. Who's upset? That was the I, perfect ending. Some people are upset, but people are always going to be upset, man. That's the way it is. But, I would like to address each of those people individually. You need to be on Twitter. <laughs> oh, like, no, don't go on Twitter. Twitter's the worst yeah. thing to ever happen to people. Yeah. Twitter's horrible. Don't Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, after oh. having fought for 30 goddamn... And as someone who knows what it's like to have a wrestling match for three minutes and think mm. your lungs about to come out of your ear 30 minutes of wrestling is insane and they were on their knees sculling each other and the bell rang that's an amazing that's a movie that, ending that dragon suplex was class that, <laughs> that's that unreal bomb. oh man jesus i can't believe daniel Bryan. like on one hand i'm like i don't want daniel Bryan to die but I'm like, you know what? If he's going to go out, this is probably how he wants to go out. Like <laughs> Having the like, best wrestling matches I, ever. I don't, I don't want Daniel Bryan to die, but if he has to die, I want to see him die. <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. <laughs> but here's the thing. He'd probably want that too, because he is a wrestler, and you are seeing Daniel Bryan, the wrestler. You know, and like, that's the thing. This is the same thing as like, in Japan, and I know uh, James Penny is probably like, yeah, because, you know, and he's your man. You should do a show with James, actually. Because this is like a it's proper... It's actually a man called James Truepenny. Yeah, well, James, he owns the show. He owns oh, the, I thought Truepenny was just like a, like a name. No, well, no, that's I don't think that's his oh. real name. But, uh, no, James Truepenny oh, is... Oh, yeah. A, uh, Hello, James Truepenny. In okay. Ireland, you'd be called James Soundpunt. <laughs> Soundpunt. <laughs> Not but, to be um, confused with... I'm, you know what? I missed the punt. The punt was, was a great currency, and hopefully we get oh. that back. Big it's old brilliant. silver coin. You can oh. throw it at someone and take an eye out. Oh, good <laughs> there it is there. There it is there. I literally have one on my desk because I love it that much. For international listeners, you are not mishearing. It is 
punt, punt which is which is Gaelic for pound, which is the currency before the euro in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was actually worth a lot more. And for one pound, actually, ten. If you had ten pounds as a kid, man, you could, you know, your weekend be sorted. You could buy anything. You could buy nearly Dude, a house. Ten pounds <laughs> as a kid, you could buy a house. Literally, you could buy a house. It was if you had, literally everything. If you had one punt as a child, you could buy fourteen bags of crisps. That's not a joke. Eight, <laughs> not a joke. eight bags of penny chews. And get a drink and have change. One can, just one. Yep. One can of of fizzy drink and a chocolate bar. And you get change. And people wonder what happened to Ireland. Yep. <laughs> Criminality and inflation. <laughs> we destroyed ourselves. We didn't even need the Brits to do it for us. No, we were left unsupervised for a couple of years <laughs> and it went out of hand very quickly. But anyway, that's a different show. We should do a show, man, where we talk about the decline of Ireland. We should do a show where we talk about the decline of Ireland, where we talk about my sex life, where we talk no, about I don't want to do that the, one. The, the, different, the different depths of velvet. We should do just a general show about whatever in the bloody hell comes in I think, mind. I think, but, that's an, I, I think that's an idea, man. That's a but good one. this show is about wrestling. It is. And so, before we get into slamboree, I have to say, AEW Grand Slam, mother of Jesus, what a show. And I know we're going to skip through it. I know I know we have to get Slamboree, but my God, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but the opening match, Kenny Omega versus uh, Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson, I like it. Oh, Brian Danielson, mother of God. I apologize. Brian Dines said, do you know what it had to me? Go on. Do you know what it reeked of to me? Go on. Hogan Warrior. Hogan I can Warrior. see that. I can see that. Because every time one of them did a, the crowd went insane. Before they even, that crowd was a fever pitch. At a lock Before up. they even touched each other. And yeah. the only difference between this match and Hogan Warrior is that this match was by two good wrestlers, yeah, like true. actually really good wrestlers. So yeah. you had a fever pitch crowd, you had an amazing build, and you had two actually good wrestlers, and yeah. they went toe to friggin' toe. Yeah. And anyone who complains about a thirty minute a thirty minute draw, I will send you my address. Come to my house. I will beat the shit out of you. That's fair. That 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 is passion. Passion that you'll only get on this show. Remember, guys, we are the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling show brought to you by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. And Martin is the most passionate AW fan I know. Who isn't absolutely insane? He's a great wrestling uh, artist. Uh. Well, <laughs> you go on Twitter and you find some people like, whoa, you're in a cult. <laughs> You should probably see somebody. The only uh, reason I'm not insane on Twitter is because I I don't know how to write. You are better off not being on Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> the word. If if the Twitter servers were nuked, nothing would be lost. It was like when what was a Tumblr was with the servers were nuked there, and nothing was lost. Yeah. The all, world was a better place. A bunch of furries. <laughs> so the world is a better place. <laughs> anyway, actually, here's what happened. All those people migrated to Twitter. And that's why it's so bad. It's like I remember when Twitter was fun, and now it's like all Twitter exists 
is to get you fired from your job in about five years for something you posted five years ago. So Dara, that's all Twitter is. Yes, sir. Dara, what age are you? I am going to be 33 soon. Ah, oh, so you are similar. Not as old as me. Dara is younger yes. than me. But of a similar age. So you remember Bebo. I do. I do remember Bebo. I think Bebo was the pinnacle of social media and that's where social media should have stopped i think myspace was there but bebo w- did have hipster a- wanker i love i actually really <laughs> like it. and the funny thing about myspace is right and not going on a tangent but myspace get was was it was everything you know it didn't steal your data you could it, it taught everybody the you know the basis of html and you didn't even realize you were learning html um you know tom was your friend and he was everybody's friend. And you was could Tom really it. your friend? Well, he didn't try to steal your data. He just is, wants, is, is you know. Tom going to be there this this weekend when you're celebrating your birthday <laughs> with your girlfriend? No, no he's thankfully not. not. Thankfully not. <laughs> but you know, as I said, I don't know. I I, I understand the the depreciation for Bebo, but no, nah, man. Uh, social media should have ended or plateaued with MySpace. MySpace was brilliant. Tell you what, let's let's split the difference. Social media sort of peaked with MSN Messenger. Messenger. <laughs> yes, MSN Boosh. Messenger. Yeah, there we go. High five over the internet. There we go. Yeah, I like that. That's that is a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good compromise. And if right. anyone was born after 1990, you don't know what we're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> right, guys, we are going to shift gears here and go back. In. Speaking of 1999, we're going to hop in the time machine. We're back in the time machine, and we are, and we are going to go to May 9th, 1999, to Missouri at the TWA Dome for Slamboree 1999. WCW, headlined by Kevin Nash and Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. So... This was an interesting card. Um, I, I'm i not going to lie, Martin. I had a tough time watching this show. <laughs> we have diverging views we here. I'm very have surprised. Di- we do. Because we up do. to this point, we've been on similar wavelengths. Now, for context, uh, Conrad Thompson in 2021 said that the Conan and Stevie Ray match was one of the worst matches he's ever seen. Bischoff explained that the two of them were great stars but didn't have any chemistry. I kind of had that for a lot of this show. I think like the, the actual performers were good. And that's what I wanted to say well, very quickly. So the performers themselves were quite good. The actual guys in the matches were good. I just think there wasn't chemistry with a lot of them. Well, what I will say about the Conan-Stevie Rear match is that it wasn't great as a match. Mm. As a pure wrestling match. Like If you put that on Dynamite... I'd be very upset. Right. But on a WCW pay-per-view in the 1990s, when Conan says that Stevie Ray can toss his salad, I mean, I find it hard not to be deeply entertained, just hugely well, amused by the whole thing. You know, yeah. like after that, and the match wasn't even on then a couple of minutes, and I was still chuckling away from the thought of Stevie Ray tossing Conan's salad. Like... Okay, I apologize. I'm not perfect, but I liked it. <laughs> All right. Well, look, as I said, you know, we do have divergent opinion here, but that's good. I was kind of, I was actually excited to um to talk with you about the show because when I was watching it, 
normally I like WCW and I, I do. I would consider myself quite a, a big WCW fan. But for some reason, this show just, you know what it was? It didn't have hack. Yeah. That's what it was. I didn't, I, I didn't get my Bam Bam hack match. I, I got come a here. Go on. For you. For you, is this a one-off or is this the tipping point for you? Is this the tipping point where WCW became terrible? That's one thing that I'm like, it was in the back of my mind, actually. I'm like, is this when it got bad? So, I don't know. It could just be a a one and done. Because for the couple of months, and I know I've only been here a couple of months, and I know I'm no replacement for Dave, that beautiful bastard. Dave is on sabbatical. It's okay. He's here in spirit. Dave is on sabbatical. Hashtag save Dave. He's on a deeply spiritual journey around the Aran Islands. He will be back. <laughs> he will be back. Remember, but, hashtag um, save Dave. That's important. <laughs> hashtag save Dave. But also, he hasn't shaved. So, hashtag shave Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, what in the bloody hell was I talking about? I don't know. All right. But look, the point was that uh, you have taken a fairly dim view of this. I happen to think that this slambery was a a decent slash very good pay-per-view. Flawed, though it was, because it wouldn't be WCW if it wasn't flawed, because WCW crawled out of the womb flawed. Okay, well, well, how about this? How about this? I'll go through what I liked first, and then I'll go through what I didn't like, and then you can kind of jump in and see if it lines up. How about that? Okay, okay. All right. So I really liked the opener. I thought the opener was like a really fun match. It was weird. I wasn't expecting to like it nearly as much. But just for some reason, it just worked. It just, just worked. It was a bizarre 18 minutes, and the commentary was gas. The it was exceptional. So it was brilliant. Um, was, so, okay, so hold on. Sorry. Are we doing a, a boop doop doop or are you just going through the whole show? No, I'm just going to run through what I liked. And okay, I sorry. Like and I'll, I'll, and, I'll be quiet. Yeah. Um, I really liked, I really liked the, the feud of Gorgeous George and Charles Robinson. I thought that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> Scott Steiner is obviously just the best. Uh, and he won with submission and I wasn't expecting him to beat Buff Bagwell with submission. And then I really did actually quite enjoy the DDP Kevin Nass match, which was very surprising. See that. So, okay. So this is so weird because we have a complete mirror view of this entire show. You're all joking. We, all you're the joking. You didn't like, I really liked. And wow, then we got okay. to the DDP main event and I love DDP. Yeah. I yeah. paid for his bloody yoga DVDs. <laughs> You know, I freaking love DDP. I gave him 60 freaking quid so I could be told to touch me toes. You know, I didn't think much of that main event. I thought okay. uh, I thought DDP was working it, but he was doing his business. Mm. Nash was just doing Nash. Like, he's charismatic. He's big. Does a kick. Does a thing. Does a da. Does a da. I wasn't happy that he won. It, uh, it had, happy, it had a... I wasn't it happy that he won. And remember, I think Nash was booking WCW yeah. at this time as well. I wasn't happy that he won either. Yeah. And he won with an interference. He did. And that might have had some sort of impact if every single match on this card didn't have an interference ending. This is every what every single one. This is what annoyed me most about the show. And like as I said, the matches themselves, I tried to take them as matches, but they're so, and this is again what you said is very, very cognizant because I'm like, 
was this when it started getting bad? Because there was just constant run-ins. And I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't want to see this. Like, this is not... It wasn't good then. It's not good now. And I took heat away. Like, now, to be fair, it got heat where it needed to get. But then it lost its impact. And also, there was two matches where it was like, okay, we need to... We're restarting this match or we're going to a finish. And that happened twice. And that really bugged me too. So... Well, what got me was that, like, it's, like, I, I get the whole point of, like, an interference or, like, an authority figure coming out and changing, change, but that only has impact if you do it once in a while. If every yeah. single match is interference, it's just, like, it, it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. So and that's what I felt, too. Yeah. yeah, I was halfway through this whole thing, and here's the thing is that maybe this is, maybe this is the difference between me and you, right? Right. Because... I loved the wrestling in most of these matches. Every yeah. one of these matches was either good to great up until the finish. And mm. the finishes were universally terrible. They were, yeah. So so maybe maybe that's where we're coming across some sort of uh that, that's what it is. Dissonance. That, yeah, that's what it is. Like as but, I said, but to I, me, like like okay, so I'm I'm gonna go very, go, very yeah, quick. Go for it, yeah, yeah. Three way oh my god. That three-way was bloody amazing. The yeah. finish was dunk. Yeah. Stevie Ray and Conan. Okay, it wasn't the best match in the world, but come on, tossing me salad. That was great. <laughs> Nasty knobs, bam bam. I mean, that was what it was. It was hardcore nonsense. It wasn't. It was like the commentary in that was great, but the the match itself was a poor hardcore match. Yeah, yeah. It was, that's you're into. Uh, I, I I personally I couldn't get into it because my heart belongs with Bam Bam in 1994. Bam Bam deserves better. But if Hack was there, it would have been better. Yeah, well, Booker and Steiner, good match, terrible ending. Oh, uh, terrible ending. Little Nate and Gordon. I loved. I'm sorry, that was really really fun. It was really fun. Yeah, if it was yeah. five minutes and it Not didn't have ten. an interference ended, yeah. buff and pump interference ended, Piper Flair interference ended, Goldberg's thing interference ended, Nash DDP interference ending. Mother of God, I screwy finishes, moron. Screw, screwy finishes all the time. I am a moron and I could book a multi million dollar. <laughs> wrestling company better than this i just don't know why they went for it's like you know when wwe would do like count outs that at least is a finish a random run-ins it's like what no stop interfering but then again it makes but it makes sense right because the the factions are so broken up now that i suppose when it reaches that point you're always going to have run-ins with it. AEW do it way more tastefully, where they have yeah. factions, but they're actually like, oh, we're going to wrestle, and then we might beat well, you down what afterwards. What happens? People of heat. What happened a lot mm. in WCW was like... Uh, Random. So so here's a guy who's really cool. People like him. He's got a lot of heat. And here's a guy who people really hate him. He's got loads of heat. What we're going to do is going to put them together, and then rather have a finish... We're going to have a random guy who has absolutely nothing to do with the feud whatsoever run in and spoil the whole thing, and then nobody will have any heat. It's <laughs> like, w- like, What's it's like WCW in the nineties was like some sort of anti-global warming corporation. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't want anyone to have any heat ever. 
No one gets over. <laughs> no one's gonna <laughs> we build no one. <laughs> and, but that's what happened. Like when you're looking at the, the main the main event here, and I think it is really showing. Although it's crazy, is like when you look at the again, this could be the tipping point, man, right? Because Jericho is gone at this point, I think. because uh, he debuts in August, so he's probably on the way out. But like Chris Benoit is wearing his his WWE gear at this point. So I'm like, well, we are close to the point where this falls off the rails. And we're about to see some serious, you know what? Uh, but I don't know if we're going to keep going with 1999. I think we're going to WWE in 2000. Now, I think that's what we're going to do next. Okay, so I I understand your reasoning for wanting to do that. But also that upsets me because we've done all these, what I think, and obviously we differ on this, but what I think are really bloody good WCW pay-per-views. I agree. And you've taken me right up to the ledge right up to where we get to take the piss out of them, where they fell off the edge. And now you're telling me we're going to do a lot of really good WWF pay-per-views. Oh, so, oh well, look, I say well, balls to that, sir. I say balls. Well, see, here's the thing. We're the podcast that you're not supposed to hate wrestling. So if you want to look at bad <laughs> oh, WWE, okay, then we could, but we can take the piss out of it. Absolutely. I'm fine with that. Guys, let us know. Actually, We'll put it to the we'll put it to the, to the guys. What do you want us to do? Do you want us to cover uh, WCW in two thousand after this, or do you want us to cover WWE in two thousand, which is arguably probably the best year of wrestling ever? Yeah, is yeah. WWE two thousand slash so, the worst year of wrestling? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now, now that you've like, know. I'm a reasonable man, and now that you've put it that way, I I feel silly. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're entirely but, right. <laughs> Look, we will get to WCW. Bad WCW eventually, but I thought we could like have a palate cleanser to see exactly what they were competing against. Yeah. Or okay. or F- or fans of wrestling don't don't listen to me. I'm I'm a false idol. Or, what listen, we, or listen to Dara. Or Martin, what we could do is we could do one week WWE, one week WCW, one week WWE, one week WCW. Do that too. Or we could just kill them all. And devote the rest of the podcast to New Japan. No, see that's already that's 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 James Two Penny's uh, wheelhouse. Ugh. So yeah. if you if you if you want that, folks, if you do want that, obviously you are on the Two Penny channel. Uh, but if you're on there to know and you're listening to this or you're listening to us on Phoenix, go over to uh, the the Two Penny channel and check that out. Because seriously, if you want Japanese wrestling, that man and yeah. everything he does, it's Japanese wrestling. Uh, if you want Japanese wrestling told by a Boring arsehole. That's where to go. <laughs> nah, I'm, joking. I'm sure he's lovely. I've n- I've never listened to it. I only said New Japan off the cuff. I'm <laughs> anyway. sure he's I'm sure he's fascinating and tremendously handsome. <laughs> so Martin, this show, right? Uh, Slamboree, nineteen ninety nine. Would you um? Would you recommend it? I would give it a B. Honest to God, I know. And I was really surprised to hear that we have differed on this. I thought that the... Okay, so... I hated the ending of every single match. Mm. But I had to also consider that the ending of every single match is literally one second. And we had a load of matches here that had fantastic... I mean, the three-way was amazing. It was. Booker Steiner was class... Uh, the little Nate Robinson thing that was like, you know, it was, it was. Like, I'll talk about it when it comes to it. But Buff and Pump, Piper Flair, Goldberg Stick. Like, 
this pay-per-view was more than the sum of its parts. It was by no means amazing. But I sat and I watched it and I I enjoyed it. I gotta say, as a whole, I enjoyed this and I'm really looking forward to hearing why you didn't. It was I didn't enjoy it. I it was more just yeah, you know, that kind of on ominous sense that maybe this is this is where we are now at the point where it's like, is this gonna be bad? we have a lot of WCW to get through until this is over, <laughs> you know, and it, the, thing about, the thing with WCW is it gets really bad before it gets kind of hilarious. So like basically until Russo comes in, it kind of starts treading the water. So I think we are nearly there now. Russo comes in after uh, Unforgiven 1999, which is September. So it comes in around October. So it, maybe we are starting to tread water here, but as long as I didn't like it, like there were some power changes here. So, um, was it Randy Savage is back as yeah. an active performer, and also uh, Roddy Piper is the new president of WCW storyline. So having lost the match, yeah, <laughs> but it was reversed by <laughs> Eric Bischoff. Now, but not not clearly. No, clearly he just he came did, out and said you won the match. Yeah. It didn't seem like that was a victory or like a moral victory or like a. I just I was watching it going, I wasn't cheering because I was going, what the hell is going on? You know what really put me off? Uh, Roddy Piper and Ric Flair were wearing the same ring gear for the most part. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like obviously you can tell them you can tell them apart, but it's like this is just did no 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 you think this was a bad idea? <laughs> just wearing different jocks and yeah, grand. Maybe, Maybe one is wear red. Yeah, just just two yeah. all, two old guys wearing blue on the ground for like ten minutes. You're like, this is and, so and didn't Flair, stupid. Didn't Flair have a thing where he would wear red when he was losing? Yeah, yeah, and he like, didn't. I mean, technically, lost. I mean, it, maybe he lost. Maybe he didn't. I don't. It, know. I watched this match. And I, I, I don't know who won, who lost. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It was bizarre. It was, it was twelve minutes of my life where I'm, I was questioning the whole thing. Sting had a ridiculously good match with Goldberg, though. I will have to say, I forgot to mention that. Like, that's not saying a lot. Goldberg matches are usually terrible, and this was a bad match. But oh, yeah. he had a very good match with Goldberg for some reason, and here's, I don't know how that happened. Here's, here's two things we can say in the one week. Sting had a ridiculous good match with Goldberg in 1999. Yes. And Sting had a ridiculous good match on Dynamite this friggin' week. Yeah, but it wasn't with Goldberg. You know, with Go- that's what I mean. Like, it, with Go- it, it was more puzzling that... This the- match, and I, I, do, I, do, I, I don't know if we're going to go into more detail, but this match yeah. had two or three botches that were... Terrifying, not not yes. botchamania. Let's no, laugh. I, actually, this is really I was scary. Watching yeah. happen, them going. Oh, if, if only it wasn't. If only I didn't know for a fact that Sting is wrestling this week, I would assume he is dead. <laughs> this two or three, like you got a power slam where he just flew in the air and he just spun around like he didn't know what was happening. You had a. a not a jackknife, but like a, a kind of a slam where he almost landed directly on his neck. He had a yep. neck breaker that was just nothing. He just, Goldberg just spun and expected, I don't know, he expected Sting's head to come off. I, I, I don't know. 
what he was looking for. Uh, but like as a contest, it was an old contest. It was a big fight feel. It felt like a huge thing between two big people. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great wrestling contest, but I felt it it fitted with the with the show. It felt like a big match. It felt like a big show. And but but that, that that's what was cool about it. They actually even said on commentator like this isn't for a belt. This is just for them. And I'm like. Actually, that's pretty cool. Like, where would like that's one thing that you can say about WCW and WWE at this time. But you just can't say about WWE now. AEW do it actually really well. Where you don't need to have a belt to to have a big feud. Feud, oh, yeah. just, you know, you don't need it. Like it helps. But like, look at Punk and Darby Allen, right? That wasn't for a belt. That was just a big. That was arguably the main event of the whole show. And you just had um. Daniel Bryanson and Kenny Omega for no belt. Yeah, but like Omega's the champion. None of these guys are champions. They're just yeah, but it wasn't you know, for his belt, like you know. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do take. I, I was, I was going to use that as my example, but I'm like, ah, oh, but he is the champion, you know. Um, because the, like theoretically, if Daniel Bryan had won that match, he would have been the number one contender, right? Theoretically, he would not have. Theoretically, he would be one and zero, the same as if I joined AEW and beat up. What do you call the wee fella? Jungle boy? No, the weir fella. I don't know. Smorgas, Smorgas Sm- O'Midget, we'll call him. Right. And if I bait up Smorgas O'Midget, He'll I'd be, be one on, and on par, Daniel, with Brian Danielson. Right. Well, hold on. So if you beat the champion in AW, you don't get an automatic title shot. I don't think so. I think they take the. Uh, the now ratings. here's the one thing they take the 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 ratings very seriously. Yeah. yeah, but what they do is they say that they certain wins and losses are uh, take precedent over other ones. So that's fair. If Daniel Bryan beat me, he like that wouldn't do him very well. But having beat uh, Kenny Omega, that'll probably serve you quite well. Interesting, but. It, but it's still not gonna. It's still not gonna put you over like Brian Hobbs, who has thirteen wins. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes or sense. Or yeah. Cassidy, who has twelve wins. You know. Actually, can I say something that that something really cool that happened on Impact this week that I don't think anyone noticed about, but it is really cool. Go. Um, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniel, showed up on Impact this week. Yes. And it was so cool. <laughs> it was like this is brilliant. Like, yeah, look, it's Impact, and there was like literally nobody there. But it didn't matter. It was awesome. It was such a cool moment. And also, like, having Christian Cage just hang out with Impact is brilliant. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this but is the best show ever. Isn't this, isn't this inter-promotional thing? Isn't, yeah. isn't it amazing? Like, you never know right. who's going to show up. And, like, people are going, oh, AEW just keeps relying on, like, surprise pops. You can't keep having surprise pops. Like, fair enough, you can't keep having surprise pops. But, like, if you are working with all these promotions, if you're working with Impact, AAA, ROH, New Japan, if you're working with all these promotions, you can have, like, like when when it matters, not every week, but when it matters, you can have a steady stream of people showing up who, like, you don't have to sign them, but their appearance is amazing. Mm. And you're talking about, like, Minoru Suzuki. Yes. You know, like that kind of thing. But see, this is it, right? I never thought I'd see Christopher Downs and Impact again. I'll be honest with you. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. And that's the thing. So 
as we said, you know, Chris Daniels obviously works for AEW. That's who's paying his wages. And that's why I think Bray Wyatt, man, he is coming. You think so? We're, well, we're going to see in the next, what's it? When's October? October's next week. So Everyone said he was going to be at the New York show. No, no, no. They wouldn't waste that. No, it's going to be near to Halloween, I'd say. They're going to do some Halloween. Yeah, because that's his character. All he has is a spooky character, man. That's all he's got. <laughs> he has I, nothing I, else. He has nothing I, else. I don't, I like, as, as an AEW fan, I, I don't want him. Well, he's going to be on Impact. That's it. I, I, I think Tony Khan's going to drop the dollars and he's going to go over to Impact and he's going to do Impact stuff. And that's it. That's where he's going. Think, Tell him. Mark my words. I think Tony Khan is going to drop $2. That's <laughs> a. Pick them dollars up and get yourself a bus to impact. <laughs> that's what'll happen. I think that's get, what's gonna happen. And get the uh, hell out, get the hell out of Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, no, like look, Bray uh, uh, Wyatt is one of my favorite wrestlers who can't really? wrestle. Who can't wrestle. I love everything about him until he gets in that ring. Then it falls apart. You know? I love his character. No, his character's cool. Like, The Fiend is like the coolest thing that we've seen in years in wrestling. As far as like, Fiend, a character. The Fiend was so. the coolest thing that you've seen in wrestling for the first three months. Un- yeah, until he gets in the ring and you're like, this is lame as hell. And it's but ridiculous. not even like the, the in-ring stuff. Like, what they did with him after that was... T- no, like, yeah. It's terrible. Magic and the, the burned and then he wasn't burned and then the... Yeah, That's what I mean. Box-like structure and... Box-like structure. Yeah. Oh, you know, as I said, man, like, they kind of had to let him go because of the amount of damage uh, they did to him. It was just like... So, oh. but as I... You know, as I said, when he... Like, when he is an impact, I think it'll be a much... It'll be make or break. You'll get to see, right, will... You know, was it WWE dropping the ball with him? Or was it just... Mm. He only has so much gas in the tank and then... That's it. I I always thought Michael Cole was a a wanker like structure. <laughs> Not sure what what do I know? I know. Is, is wanker one of the words we're allowed? I think we're alright. I think we're all right. Yeah, the worst yeah. But so look, the Yanks don't know what it means. <laughs> uh, we'll end on that, Martin. I think for this week. But before we do, is there anything you want to plug? Yes, uh, a callback. To a previous plug that I've done, I watched this week's Nintendo Direct, and it turns out we are getting a Bayonetta three, and I am yes. as delighted as I am aroused. You know what? I played Bayonetta one. I love Bayonetta one. I have no idea what the game's about, but I love the game. If you were to ask me what's about, I have no idea. I don't even know if I'm good at it or not. I if just have ever, a great time playing if it. If you ever find yourself in Arma or Belfast, drop in. Me and you'll play Bayonetta 2 together. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a plan right there, man. Here, have you played Vanquish? Have I? No. I have mastered Vanquish. Ah, uh, Vanquish is a brilliant game. Sega forever, you know? And here's the thing. It, I'm, I'm a Sega fanboy. I always will be. But I do appreciate that Nintendo are actually like... And come here. How much are you a Sega fanboy down through the generations? Yes. As in, like, I love the Dreamcast. So you haven't heard... You didn't see this week's Nintendo Direct. I'm aware of what happened. I saw. I see now that they're having Genesis emulators and Genesis controllers and such. And N64. That's ah, and the N64. You know what, right? I'm big into console modding, right? And the N64 is actually the hardest one to emulate, except on an original Xbox, and that's over there. And the actual uh, Wii, because the the original Wii, because whatever it is with the N64, I actually have an N64 over there. But it's so hard to emulate, so hopefully on the Switch it'll be well, good. Listen, it's terrible on the PS. Now, now that I know 
we're friends and yeah. uh, you feel guilty because you've excluded me from your birthday <laughs> party with your girlfriend. <laughs> I want to employ your services. How do I get my hands on a no mercy mod? Interesting. I will uh, I'll research that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, theoretically, obviously, for educational purposes, uh, Folks, we, we, we don't condone this. This but, is uh, the man who made Doom run on, what did, you made it run on like a clock radio or something? Yeah, you can get Doom running on a, yeah. an Ikea thermostat. This guy <laughs> made Doom run on a Nokia 3210. So if he can't <laughs> get me a mod of No Mercy on the N64, he's bloody lying. That's it, lying about everything. <laughs> But no, that's pretty cool, man. Like uh, Nintendo Direct, I know the folks on on Nerd to Know bases are big Nintendo uh, fanboys and fangirls. So you know, I heard all about it as it was happening. So I I, I do have it in. I sat and watched the thing for 120 minutes, and all I wanted Breath of the Wild. Don't worry, they'll, they'll roll it out soon, man. They'll roll it out soon. But um, guys, yeah, we'll probably be talking about that on Nerd to Know Basis this week. So if you're listening to this show and you're like, what are you talking about? Nerd to Know Basis obviously is on Phoenix FM every Saturday at 5 p.m. and over on Nerd to Know Basis. And I will plug, obviously, uh, our show, Nerd to Know uh, Media.com is where you can find everything. The Wrestling Rewind is obviously this show. We're WrestlingRewind.com. Uh, hashtag Save Dave. So go over and tweet Dave at D-Dave Stevens. You can tweet me at WV. And uh, Martin doesn't have a Twitter. I do have a Twitter, but you I just don't use it. Want to I just don't it. use it for any good. You can find me at Crooked Crack, but it's just me berating DUP politicians. So it's, it's crack. It's crack spelled like the Irish. It's crack spelled the Irish way. C R A I C. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. So there well, we you go. You can find me there, but there's, there's nothing. There's nothing interesting to be found. It's just <laughs> me. Just me telling Jeffrey Donaldson what a prick he is. That's fair. That's fair. To be fair, on my Twitter, like I talk about wrestling sometimes, but it's mainly just random things that I find interesting or hacking or technology he, or something like that. It's he, very rare wrestling. Go on. You're my you're my technology friend, right? Go on. So can if people go on your Twitter account, do they just see the things that you've tweeted, like that you've like actually tweeted to your own account, or do they see the things that you've tweeted to other people's accounts? Uh, depends. Usually, you can see both. You can see like your retweets and your tweets, but then I see the conversation as well. So it depends. Like it just helps well, you. Uh, you get, that's probably you can in, see it. In that case, I would, I would uh, dissuade everyone from going anywhere near my Twitter account. Uh, all those things were written by a hacker. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be pursuing uh, legal avenues in the near future. That is fair. And we will leave it there for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if this is your first show, thank you very much. Please do subscribe, like the podcast. And if you're listening to Phoenix 92.5 FM, we'll be back next week, same time as normal. And again, thank you to the Two Penny channel for hosting us, as always. We'll talk to you then, guys. Bye. Both. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.